Hi, my name is Michael. I just had a profiling session with CNote and I really loved it. Uh, I actually have been struggling for a long time, hesitating between INTP and INFP. So getting an expert point of view from outside was critical for me. Uh, I really felt in good hands. Uh, I was able to get rid of any doubts I had. I was able to ask any questions and that was really a game changer for me. Uh, overall, I'm really happy with how the session was set up and very happy with the results as well. So I highly recommend working with him um, and I want you to thank him again. It was totally worth it. Sign up for your own one-on-one -on -one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. Hello there, CNote here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about personal empowerment and helping you unlock your potential. Today I'm talking to INTPs about developing a creative career. And for me as an INTP, developing a creative career has been this long, sometimes arduous, and persistent, painstaking and loving process of learning creative practices and learning how to push myself through different loops, different types of people, different environments, different industries, and all sorts of varying skill sets to develop to ultimately land at a place where I can now put all of those things together and build something for myself. Largely, that is what dopamine is. Dopamine is the culmination of all of this work that I've been doing for a very long time. I apologize for the birds because they just showed up as I started recording. <laughs> so it might be a little loud. I apologize. But as you develop a creative career, as I have developed a creative career as an INTP, the biggest asset for me has been saying yes. Saying yes to opportunities, saying yes to things that sound like they are even vaguely in the wheelhouse of what I want to do, especially when I was younger. So I've been a digital producer for about 20 years. I do graphic design, photo, uh, audio production. Um, did I say graphic design already? <laughs> graphic design, photo, video, audio production. Those are like the main four things that I've done throughout my career with all sorts of varying skill sets. I started in uh, doing newspaper ads, then I've done TV ads, I worked in film marketing, I've done local, um, you know, like uh, car dealerships, dentists, like all sorts of furniture stores, all sorts of various things. And it was the willingness to take all those gigs and not just look for the complete personal upside, like what am I going to get out of this? Because you don't necessarily know what you're going to get out of it going into it, especially early on in your career, being willing to just say yes and give it a try. If it doesn't work out, fine, but usually you'll learn something from the situation by being willing to go into the unknown and be willing to just put yourself under those uh, under that pressure. I worked in film marketing. I've worked for a local marketing agency. I've worked for TV, uh, TV newscasts and uh, all sorts of different mediums. Right now, recently, I've done a lot of work with my friends at Personality Hacker, and I've also worked in the healthcare field. So I've, I've done stuff all over the place. And by kind of jumping around and doing all sorts of different things, you get to experience the commonalities between what makes a good creative career or what good creative decisions actually are. You learn that there's some degree of 
of objective truth when it comes to creativity. There, there's a bar of quality that you develop over time in understanding color theory and understanding layout, perspective, depth, contrast, texture, all of these various things that really help to uh, fill out your creative core values. And those creative core values are things that you take with you to any career opportunity. So I started out real young, like when I was in like maybe fourth grade, I knew that I wanted to be some sort of creative something and have my own thing because I used to put kids enterprises with a Z at the end of my book reports with like a little clip art guy at the back of them. It was adorable, but you could totally tell that there was these inklings of of wanting to be a freelancer or an entrepreneur of some kind. I've been mostly a freelancer all of my life. So doing this with dopamine and trying to build a business is kind of a new thing for me. But freelancing has been something I've done for a very long time. And that's part of the consulting that I offer is which you can find in the comments below is one-on-one -on -one coaching around developing a creative career. So how I really got started when I was a kid, really like 14 or 15 is when I started to actually get paid to do stuff. I started doing unpaid stuff, internships, and really just tinkering around with things that I enjoyed. So I really liked a, uh, I really liked Dragon Ball when I was a kid, Dragon Ball Z. It was like 1999. It was when Toonami was around with Cartoon Network, and I was really into it. And I used to print out pictures on my printer and cut them out and put them all over my wall. I was obsessed with Dragon Ball. I still love Dragon Ball. It's a very important part of my personal history. And I loved going to websites, you know, loading slowly at the time. I loved going to Dragon Ball websites, reading up on the latest news. I think they were finishing Dragon Ball GT at the time. And there was all sorts of uh, fan arts and people were speculating about things. It was just, it was fun to be into. And I started to see that some of these websites, something about my personal taste felt like I could do better. So I wanted to try. I wanted to see if I could do better. So I learned how to take the source code from these websites and put them onto my desktop. And then I learned how to download Photoshop 7 and started messing around with the tools and trying to put things together. And I basically started making my own websites. I started playing around with different layouts. I wanted to play with different looks. And it felt like every month I changed the layout of my website. I just wanted to try something different. and. It was totally okay. I, I just really enjoyed that process. And I think one of the differences and challenges that a lot of INTPs have is that we don't really allow ourselves to explore as much as would be beneficial to us. You know, sometimes we, I hear a lot of judgment from INTPs that I can't make up my mind. I'm always trying different things. I can't pick something. No one ever said you had to pick something. You can just keep trying because there's usually something that you're learning from all of these different iterations of things that you're making, whether you're doing illustrating, photography, drawing, web design, whatever, you can take all of those bits and pieces of what you're learning from each thing that you're trying and learn how to make something new out of it. It's like if you're illustrating and you draw, you start to learn how to draw a cat, then a dog, then an alien, then a pirate, you know, you can eventually combine some of those things and make an alien dog pirate guy or something, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, that stuff eventually molds together over time. 
But like I mentioned before about developing some of these core creative principles, you start to see where the commonalities are in what works, what communicates, what connects, what people like, and then how you can develop those skills to be able to get paid for those things. So my dad had his own advertising agency when I was young. He still does, but I, I worked for him back when I was 15, 16. Um, and I offered to do some flyers and some simple business things. And I started learning how to do graphic design, like laying out text in a way that was visually interesting. And in a way that was one of my earliest introductions into psychology. That was a, my way of understanding the perspective of the person who was looking at what I was showing them. So I had to consider how someone was looking at something from top left to bottom right, the weight and layout of imagery. So if you got something that's like, you know, heavy up here, you got to have some lighter elements up here to like balance it out and starting to learn some of that stuff because a lot of art, a lot of creativity is combined with psychology to understand how people's subconscious mind absorbs information, especially quickly. So I used to do billboards and billboards are something where you definitely have to consider that someone's only going to have like an eighth of a second to see what you're showing. So I always see these billboards with a ton of text on them and I'm like, no one's going to read that. No one can see what you're trying to share. And over time I had to learn through my, my own, you know, understanding how to communicate that understanding to my clients. And that was an ever growing, evolving process too. Cause it's not just about learning how to be creative and make your own decisions for yourself. But at some point you have to work for a business or you work for someone or you're, you're, you're developing skills through an apprenticeship or something where you have to communicate with someone. So if you're having to take this time to, uh, to build a creative sense of taste, you have to test that taste against the actual market, meaning you have to put the work out there, see if it actually connects and be able to take feedback. That's one of the tricky things about developing a creative career too, is, is learning constructive criticism, how to give it, how to take it, and then how to sometimes accept feedback that doesn't make sense and sometimes have to make changes to a product because someone feels like it's the right thing to do. And even if it doesn't make sense to you, you're going to have to just trust them and give it to them, even if it's going to make them fail. If you know it's going to let them fail, like they sometimes people just have to fall on their own and you have to make it ha let it happen, right? Instead of being complaining in your head and saying that like, you know, I know the right thing to do. Everyone in this organization's dumb. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes you just have to do your job and just, you know, just move on, move on to the next project. I kind of derailed a little bit, but the, the general idea is that, you know, I've, I've worked a multitude of careers. I've worked in healthcare, I've worked in film marketing, I've worked in TV, I've worked in, you know, local media, newspapers, and now I'm doing YouTube stuff and I help support YouTube channels of, of speakers and creators now. So I'm doing all sorts of things and, and now all of these things are meshing into what I do with dopamine. And, you know, I'm 35. It's taken a long time to get to that point where that's been the case. And what I really want to offer you when, when it comes to developing a creative career is to just not judge yourself or judge other people so much, you know, just, just make stuff, develop those skills, you know, be precise, 
and learn how to get stuff done. And that's part of the grind of getting a job and developing those skills, learning from mentors, paying attention to people who you resonate with and who are doing good work and not saying, I wish I was that person, but thinking, what are some of the good abilities and traits that I can extract from that person? I mean, you probably already do that with my videos, right? You go through this, you go down, go down a rabbit hole of watching some of my videos and at some point you're like, okay, I'm, I don't necessarily believe or, or trust wholesale what this person is saying, you know, verbatim, but there's this that makes sense and this is interesting and that's an interesting idea. And that's all I'm ever trying to do as a YouTuber is just giving you something to think about. As a coach, as a creator, I'm invested in you, but it's also my ego is not on the line, you know, so you don't have to take what I'm saying as an absolute truth. It's totally okay. If this is not where you're at, if you're not trying to develop a creative career, if you're, if you're not struggling, if you're not dealing with productivity issues, then don't worry about it. You don't have to even watch this video. You can move on. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> it's fine. But the idea here is that I really just wanted to show how extroverted intuition, our exploration function, really allows for us to make sense of the world by doing different things. So the next time you're feeling frustrated that you can't pick something and you're not sure where your career is going, just understand that nobody has said, especially not you, has said that you have to pick something for the next 50 years, right? Because most likely if you're jumping between thing to thing to thing, there's probably a through line in there anyway. There's probably something that over time you could look back on and say, this is what was consistent in my life. For me, that's been creative expression. For me, that's been uh, the psychology, creativity through line and accessing joy and trying new things. Those are things that have been consistent in my life. And I'm going to continue to do that. That's why the mood changes in here a little bit. That's why it's like spooky season. And we got candles and stuff because and I also bought the new Cinebloom lens from Moment, and it's creating this kind of like soft, glowy vibe. And, you know, I like to change it up. And it's been a little while since I've changed it up on this channel. And sometimes that's all creativity is. It's just changing things up, trying new things, and doing it tactfully over time. Because sometimes you have to communicate an idea, you have to sell a product, you have to connect with people, or you just have to make something visually interesting and attractive. Because everything you do serves a purpose. And uh, even if you are just creating for the sake of creating and practicing, you know, it's going to eventually culminate in something that you can use to make money for yourself or to support a friend or, you know, eventually get to a point where you can be a mentor for someone else, like I'm starting to do for some of my fellow creative INTPs here on this channel. So that's kind of the gist. I know I was a little all over the place uh, with that explanation, but I wanted to just kind of share a little bit of how I've developed a creative career as an INTP. And it was really just, you know, going from job to job. And mostly it was the willingness to say yes. When I took a job for one reason and someone said, hey, can you build a website too? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. Even though I might not necessarily knew how, I just, I know I can figure things out. And that's all I did was just say yes, because I'm like, I can figure it out. And if I couldn't figure it out, then I would ask questions and ask for help. 
That's all it takes. So be willing to try, go into the unknown, take risks, and do all that stuff. If you're in the midst of, of developing a creative career, uh, two things. One, sign up for our email list and click the checkbox that says yes under INTP Productivity Workshop. This, this is a workshop that helps INTPs to connect to their internal sense of thinking and organization to be able to use our INTP superpowers to get more things done, which really allows for us to, to just be our best selves. I think we're, we spend so much time as INTPs judging ourselves for not being something else. When a program like this and a monthly membership like this, a workshop, allows for you to connect with other INTPs and not feel like you need to be something else. You can be an INTP and be productive and be creative, make money, earn a living, do all the things you want to do. That's what this channel is for, to actually encourage you to be that. And I want you to be that. So go sign up in the email list uh, below and you'll get a coupon code for our INTP Productivity Workshop. You will not regret it if you're in the midst of developing a skill set or trying to start your own business. It is a good way for you to start to develop some of that self-discipline using your innate talents and skills as an INTP, not trying to be someone else. And there was a second thing I was going to say, and I totally forgot. No, the second thing, actually, I do remember, is that I've been considering trying to develop a creative version of the INTP Productivity Workshop. So if you are a creative entrepreneur, for example, and you're trying to become a freelancer, you're trying to... Uh, sell your illustrations or you're trying to be an artist or you're trying to be a graphic designer, a photographer, videographer, any of those things, I've been wanting to make a course around that. And if that's something that would interest you, leave a comment below and sign up for our email list because once that becomes available, I will, you know, make that something known to you. I kind of made a mess on the lens here. Uh, hopefully it's okay. <laughs> All of that said, if you go to dopamine.life, you can check out our website. It has articles, podcasts, uh, premium programs for you to develop yourself as an INTP or another or other personality types if you're a different personality type. And uh, email list signups, all that fun stuff. And if you do not know your personality type or you're just trying to learn about uh, confirming your personality type as an INTP, you can sign up for a profiling session with me one-on-one. -on -one. And I will help you suss that out. So with all that said, good luck in developing your creative career. I'm here for your support. We've got one-on-one -on -one coaching options below as well. And with all that said, leave a comment, question, like, subscribe, all the things. I love you guys. I love you as the person watching. I'm trying to do that. I'm talking to one person. <laughs> and, uh, take care of yourself and your family and friends. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. 
Listen to My Life of Crime with Aaron Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. TIAA is on a mission. Why? Because 54% of Black Americans don't have enough savings to retire. So in collaboration with big name artists like Wyclef Jean, TIAA released Paper Right, new music inspiring a new financial future. With 100% of streaming sales going to a nonprofit that teaches students how to invest. Stream Paper Right now and help close the gap. I went into that session thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out more about myself. Great, and this will be fun. But it wasn't just that. Like I really got my top blown. Like I, <laughs> I look at myself completely differently now. I look at my relationships differently now. I'm in the process of figuring out how I work best as a creative person, as a business owner. I had to recontextualize a lot of my life, which was work, but it was the kind of work that gives you more clarity moving forward. And I, I thought I was doing it one way and that was the way I was supposed to do it. And then I sat down for a freaking hour session and, you know, my whole life is different after that. <laughs> I saw everything differently after leaving. There was, there was sort of life before this and life after, which I know sounds extreme, but it's not. That's, a, that's totally true for me. It's so satisfying to understand yourself. It's a huge relief. And like if our, if our goal, if, if our life is about, you know, having a relationship with yourself so that you can experience the world in a true and natural way and like sort of live to your fullest potential, This is so essential to that. Like, if you don't know yourself, if you don't know how you work best and how you connect best, how can you hope to feel free in your own life? If I hadn't had a session, I would not have been able to start that work at all. And I can't imagine my life without it now. Um, I think it would have taken me a lot longer to come to peace with myself and really start to appreciate who I am, what I make, how I make relationships with others, how I tend to that relationship, how I tend to myself. And it's incredibly helpful to be guided through that by a person with so much knowledge about what these types mean, how you can interpret that, how you can apply to your daily life these principles um, and just new ways of being. Um, so I really appreciated it. I can't recommend it enough. I feel like it's all I've talked about with people since. I keep bringing it up. I don't even care if I'm annoying. <laughs> um, it's just been 
a, a really huge perspective shift for me. Sign up for your own one-on-one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. This has been a C-Note Media Production.